Welcome to Updates from the Field, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Now, I have a great privilege today of interviewing a very special friend of mine who I work with through HeartCry to coordinate things for our missionaries in Eastern Europe. Uh, Brother Serene Perdon is from Brasov, Romania. And he is our Eastern European coordinator on the other side of the Great Pond. And Serene, welcome today. It's so good to have you, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah. We want to begin today, uh, once again, foundational. Uh, Tell us about your conversion. You came to Christ many years ago. And, um, you know, it's good to hear once again what God has done in your life. So if you would relate to the people, you know, how the Lord saved you. Well, uh, I was born in 1975, and that was back under that oppressive communist regime in Romania. Um, for part of my life, I had no idea what that meant. As a child, I didn't feel what uh, meant to be in a country like Romania. Mm-hmm. But but my parents, they, they realized and uh, there were different problems they faced um, under that regime. Uh, but they sheltered us because they knew that once we speak something bad, uh, that could be a threat for us. Uh, but gradually things began to change. And um, in 1985, um, a small underground church moved uh, its location somewhere close to our uh, house. Um, as neighbors, we were closed and uh, the neighbors invited us. Um, so we went f- for, for this service. It was a small Baptist church. So um, the first time when I got there and I, I heard the, the word of God preached, that was... Um, to me, uh, the first time when I heard something of a um, spiritual nature and the impact was so powerful in my life. Basically, it changed me completely that day. It was the first time. And from that point, there was no gap in my life in not um, walking with the Lord. So I, I could say that God, God saved, him, saved me on the spot. I didn't realize at that point all the implications of that change. But gradually, as I began to grow, I, I knew that something uh, magnificent of great magnitude took place in my life. Um, and the uh, proof for that was that once I went back to school, I began to witness, I, I began to tell all the uh, classmates and the children from school about what I discovered without realizing that that goes contrary to the ideology of the communist party. So I had that freedom. I, I told all the students in the school that uh, there is this place where we read the Bible and uh, we hear sermons. So 
about 50 students from that school of 200 students began to attend that underground church, <laughs> which wow. was uh, quite unusual under that regime. Uh, sure enough, the uh, comrade teachers uh, took a stand and they began to uh, put pressure on me, uh, saying all kinds of words, uh, telling me that this is wrong, that that's, uh, that's a sect, that's a cult. Um, and they put uh, such a high pressure on, basically they took me from classes every single day. It was a public school. Uh, being taken away from from classes and basically being under classic communist interrogations with uh, all kind of ways of uh, uh, trying to uh, intimidate me uh, to stop. But the more they tried, the more I was decided to move on. And that was beyond my uh, ambition or stubbornness. It was something that I realized later, it was God's hand keeping me on the path of of faith. Um, The the pressure went on that far until um, they said, you you got to choose between going your way or being uh, excommunicated or expelled from, from this school. And once again, I realized how bad that was and uh, the, the implications of that, uh, because in a, in a village community, everybody knew what's going on there. And to my family, that would have been such a, such a bad reputation. But once again, uh, my parents had no idea what's going on. Um, I just couldn't couldn't go away from Christ. I simply told them to deny what I believe, it would be like denying my mother or my father. So I thought they will not go that far, but they did. I was expelled from school. And that, that happened shortly before the um, revolution in 1989 took place in Romania. Mm-hmm. The communist regime fell and I was able to back to go back to school. But that experience for me, it was um, so radical and it was confirmed by that uh, persecution, time, time of persecution and uh, my stand that I took for the Lord and for my belief in Christ. So I experienced, I could say, a very uh, sudden radical conversion uh, that was well attested mm-hmm. by uh, that time of persecution in my life. Later on, I continued to study, and it wasn't easy because even though the regime fell, the communist uh, mentality still remained. And mm-hmm. I was treated bad in high school. Um, uh, there was mockery. There was all kinds of ways of uh, putting me in the bad spot. But to me, all that was just the joy of suffering for the Lord. And during the high school, then the, the calling followed, the calling from the Lord. I was preparing to go to computer science. And then the Lord called me to go and leave everything and go into the ministry, study theology, and give my life to uh, serving the Lord. 
So all that were, were, were clear signs that God changed my life radically and uh, also tested it well in different ways. Um, now, now, providence is a beautiful thing, and the Lord orchestrated some events where you came in contact with Brother Paul Washer and Heart Cry Missionary Society many, many years ago. Why don't you just kind of give us an overview of that? How did God lead, and how were you able to intercept with uh, Heart Cry? Well, as I said, the Lord called me in high school. I, I, uh, I finished high school. I went to Bucharest uh, University studying literature and theology. Uh, and when I graduated, the president of the Baptist Union uh, asked me to work uh, along with him. Um, and for about one year, I uh, basically uh, went and worked at the Baptist Union office. So one day, um, he called me and introduced me to Brother Paul Washer. Uh, Brother Paul came to Romania. There were some missionaries supported in Romania at that point. Uh, and there were some major problems Um uh, for um, and because of that, Brother Paul, I remember he intended to drop all the mission field in in uh, Romania. But as he talked with the president of the Baptist uh, Convention in Romania, um, uh, Brother Paul realized it it's, it wasn't the right time to do it. So uh, he gave another chance to uh, the missions in Romania. So the president uh, called and introduced me to Brother Paul, and um, and he said, uh, "Listen, you have to uh, to know Brother Paul Washer and um, uh, be in touch with him." Now my English at that point was so poor that I barely was able to uh, hold the conversation. Uh, so for, for Brother Paul, it was uh, a little bit challenging. Uh, as we went in, in my room and he tried to get to know me, but as I didn't study English before, because back in communist, uh, communism, I studied Russian language. Mm -hmm. um, and I barely uh, picked up some, some English from France. And so with that, I had to conversate with Brother Paul. So uh, there was something uh, Paul was not sure about that. Uh, but he had the recommendation of the president of the Baptist Union. And, but we were there talking and um, Paul looked what was in my room. Uh, it was very simple. And he noticed uh, uh, at a certain point the CD with uh, the uh, great uh, opera singer Andrea Bocelli. And um, he said... Hey, do you do you like this this stuff? And uh, as Brother Paul would probably uh, tell the story, I said, Brother Paul, when I saw Andrea Bocelli the first time, I cried like a baby. <laughs> uh, something like that. Uh, well. When Paul said that, well, when Paul heard that, he was like surprised because it was pretty much the same experience he had uh, listening this. this. 
uh, uh, opera singer, which for Paul was a sign of providence. It was something that connected us at that point. And um, later on, it was, it was confirmed because uh, God created a bond between Brother Paul and me. I always considered myself as a son to Brother Paul, although many, many, many people think that we are brothers because we look so much alike and <laughs> uh, so many features and similarities, uh, ways of thinking and, and basically doing ministry and understanding the nature of uh, the, the mission field and the ministry. So I feel, I felt always blessed and honored to come and, and be a part of Harkwai and be close to Brother Paul Washer. And I can only thank God for this great experience. Now, how long have you been with Heart Cry, Serene? Oh, wow. Uh, this would be 30, over 30 years now. Wow. Yes. Wow. Now, I've had the privilege of working with you for the last 14 years since I've been with Heart Cry. And every time we've come over, you know, uh, you coordinating conferences, doing the translating for us, um, and just driving us around the country, taking care of all the logistics. It, it's just been exemplary. And uh, we really appreciate your ministry so much. But, but if you would, uh, the people that are tuned in to listen to this interview, uh, tell us what you're doing presently with Heart Cry. Now, you started a church in Brasov, Romania, Providence uh, Church. And, uh, but yet out of that church, you're doing so many things through the local church, uh, right alongside of Heart Cry. So give us an idea of what you're doing presently. Yes. Um, back, uh, in 2010, that was the year of my marriage with Trisha. Uh, Trisha is from Virginia, from Lynchburg. Uh, she joined me uh, even on the mission field. So we moved, she moved to Romania. And at that point, I was living in Bucharest, and it has been about 14 years living there. Uh, but uh, in the last two years, uh, I was praying to start a new church plant. So I moved back from, from Bucharest city to Brasov, somewhere in the middle part of Romania, and uh, I began to work along with other uh, uh, fellow brothers from, from uh, Heart Cry uh, to establish a new church plant in Brasov City. So it's been about 11 years since we worked together to plant this church and develop this church. Um, I would say that this is my, my primary call and my part of uh, I mean, the major part of my ministry is given to um, pastor this church. The church grew. We're gradually getting close to about 100 uh, people. Um, uh, it wasn't that easy to start from the scratch, but it's to me, it's always exciting uh, to start from, from nothing, uh, to just trust the Lord and, and go to witness and speak to people on the streets and try to reach them, make disciples. And that's how the Lord uh, really blessed us to have more uh, people getting converted, uh, baptisms, and the church uh, was born. Um, 
And uh, to our surprise, this uh, time of pandemic, we thought that it will be a time when uh, the attendance will drop, people will leave, we will probably lose uh, membership, but on the contrary, we had the greatest and the fastest growth, growth during this time. Um, right now, we, uh, we have to interview close to uh, 15 new members that are going to join. Um, last Sunday, we had the baptism with five converts, and we're preparing with an, uh, for another baptism some, sometimes in September with other three or four converts. So uh, it's exciting. Uh, we see God's hand at work beyond, uh, beyond what we do. Obviously, we try to do our best to be among people, uh, witness, reach them, um, and, and proclaim the gospel. But we see, indeed, we see that this is the time when we uh, harvest. Uh, we, we planted the seed and now we, we harvest. It's a celebration and a joy for us. You know, you're coordinating so many different things with HeartCry and, of course, working with our missionaries, which right now we're supporting around 26 different missionaries across uh, Moldova, Ukraine, and Romania. Uh, once again, have just done an admirable job, and we appreciate your service of love. Uh, but uh, presently, right now, we have two things that are going on in Eastern Europe that a lot of the other regions of the world, HeartCry, don't have. Uh, presently. One is what we call a theological extension school, and another is a corporate evangelistic outreach. Uh, very, very briefly, Serene, just share a little bit about those two ministries. Yes, uh, maybe one thing that I would uh, say before explaining a little bit is that at times the Lord surprises us with something. And later on, you know that that is from the Lord and it is part of the vision and uh, it comes from him. And it's not just something that you start and then later you, you drop. And this is basically what is characterizing the two, the two ministries. Right. So um, I think it was 15 years ago when um, I realized that there should be something to give cohesion to our ministry. Um, we've been blessed to not be too far away from each other as missionaries. So, uh, but even so, we needed some, something to bring us together. And um, back uh, when I, I went to Southern Seminary, I had some online classes and I realized how easy it would be to set up something like that mm -hmm. in Romania. It was new. We didn't have um, much experience, but we started and um, we decided to have a reading and study program every year. Harper understood and even came along and uh, decided to, pay for all the supplies, for, for all the, the, uh, the books that we study. Yeah. So we pick some of the best resources that we have in Romanian language. Yes. Um, and we started with Wayne Grudem, 
uh, and Martin Lloyd Jones and A.W. Tozer and John Owen and the Puritans. And um, basically, we read about 100 pages every month. We underline, uh, take notes, and we have a forum discussion. Right. Um, and when you take a book through these filters, that book is assimilated. We are able to maintain a dialogue with each other, yeah. um, knowing that book and knowing that content very well. So right. we developed a culture of reading books, filtering the books through a, a good sound theology and, and growing. And all this program that has been now for about 15 years, corroborated with the, 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 uh, the conferences um, before the uh, pandemic came, uh, we had uh, uh, in, the, in the spring and in the fall uh, conferences with, with Heartcry. So all this really brought a good cohesion uh, mm -hmm. in, in our group in Eastern Europe. And I have seen growth in all these years. I mean, it's a way to determine yourself to press on, knowing that you have to finish yeah. 100 mm -hmm. pages. You have, you take from your time and you stay and study and, and you finish what, what you are supposed to do. So now we look, look to every missionary. And when I travel to visit them, I see the bookshelf yeah. full of books uh, that we read in the last uh, 15 years. And all the books are worn out and, and broken, some of them underlined and with notes. And it's, it's amazing. So I, I'm um, quite amazed, Serene. And, you know, even you take our female missionaries, uh, how strong they are theologically. And I think it's a tribute to this vision you had to put this good literature in the hands of our men and women in Eastern Europe. And it has been a driving force. As, as always, Heart Christ philosophy has been, you know, we're not just sending people to the mission field. We want to send truth through God's people, you know, that have been called to be missionaries. So, yes, the um, other side also, with, with, the, with the, the outreach, um, that was an, another amazing uh, thought uh, and idea that came, that came to be uh, applied in, in Eastern Europe. Yes. So um, once a month, uh, all the missionaries in Romania would join together yes. in one location. For instance, they, they would come to Brasov City, where we have our ministry. And mm -hmm. so we, we come all together. And for two days, we go out two by two uh, to witness to people. Yes. Um, yes. And it's, it's not just just witnessing, it's uh, mutual encouragement. We learn from each other better ways to witness. Absolutely. And uh, we, we are amazed what the Lord is doing because during that time we would uh, reach 150, 200 people one-to-one yeah. -one in the two days. Uh, but then we come together and we share what the Lord has done. We got uh, phone contacts that would stay at the local um, team and they continue to do the outreach. They called the people that were open to continue uh, to find out about the Lord, about salvation. And the Lord saved this way more people. Uh, the That's church, amazing. the local church is encouraged because they come along and they, they help. And 
Um, but more than that, we would interact with each other as we, we yeah. talk, um, when we eat, uh, in the evenings af after we finish, we talk about the books we read, but we also discuss different um, problems that we face in ministry. We bring yeah. up different cases where we probably don't have enough light and wisdom. And as we talk yeah. all together, um, good, wise biblical decisions come to be um, uh, understood. So it's, it's Serene, really we're, we're at the end of our time segment, but I'd like for you to share with the listeners, uh, what are some prayer requests right now that you could uh, relate to them that they could uh, uh, take before the Lord? Yes, well, the... Um, for us, the, the main pillar of what we do, um, it's, it always remained first and foremost, uh, our relationship with the Lord. If that goes well, it's a guarantee that uh, the other things go well. So pray, pray for my relationship with the Lord. I, uh, I, I face the same battle as many of you to, you know, to water that, to uh, cultivate that, to maintain it, to, and, and sometimes I am I'm very well and I feel like uh, things go excellent. Mm -hmm. Other times I, I experience uh, that dry time and I, I struggle um, and I, I feel like something pulling me back. Yes. So I, I, I need that. I need the Lord in such a vital way um, because if I walk with the Lord, if I have a secret prayer time before the Lord, I don't have to say to anybody that I have this many hours to pray or I, I seek the Lord in the early in the mornings. Right. And I always pray like this, Lord, I don't want ever to say to anybody that I, I seek for you and I pray this much. I want that to be seen in my sermons when I preach. I want to, that people would see that power when I preach. I want that people would see that power when I give advice in their crisis, in their problems. Yes. To feel that it's the Spirit of, of God speaking to a man that really walks with the Lord. Yes. Uh, so, this is, this is vital to me and of also to my family. The second pillar is definitely my family. If I disqualify in my responsibility as a priest of my family, I'm disqualified implicitly in the ministry in the local church. Mm. So uh, it, it is the battle. We have three young children. The Lord blessed me with a wonderful, wonderful woman. I cannot thank the Lord for such a blessing that he gave me through Trish. Uh, she loves me and she does the ministry along with me. And right. we, we went through different situations, but it was never a situation to be a threat for the ministry. Yeah. And we, we work together and uh, there is wisdom, uh, there is unity and love. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, the Lord blessed us with three boys, and uh, it's <laughs> it's a big challenge to raise three boys. Yeah. Um, 
we love them and they are so sweet and, and dear to us and we celebrate. Uh, but we face challenges, yeah. especially with the first one. Uh, we face uh, serious challenges and he stretches us to the max. Um, so please pray for David, obviously for all the three children to see them saved. Uh, but uh, David is um, uh, is in a time of crisis and yeah. we pray for him. We, uh, we, we cry out to the Lord that God will save him because yeah. we see such a propensity uh, towards what is evil, towards the, the world. And in spite of all the effort of sheltering him, we do homeschooling. Uh, we see that it's, it's still a battle. Yes. But as I recall uh, what you preached one time, Brother Don, that sometimes God with the law allow some children to go deep, 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 almost hitting the bottom. And then from there, God will save them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we, we are encouraged that God will indeed save. So, and the third pillar is the local church. And we look to uh, what the Lord is doing, pray for our church, because that dream that we had back in 2008 came to be real to us. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. amazing. The Lord blessed us with a wonderful facility here in Brasov City, right in the heart of the city, ground zero. We are neighbors with the city hall, with the main institution in the city. We are a, a reference point in the city. And we want to be there uh, to witness and uh, to, to do the job well. So pray for our church to be faithful to the word, uh, to, be, uh, to not to not waste any time. Uh, we still have freedom in Romania, but we see the cloud coming. Yeah. And all the freedom, uh, freedoms that we have, they are starting to be limited, more and more limited. And I said, let's do it. Let's do it now because it is the time when we can do uh, the, the, well, the, the job well without any restrictions. So pray for us to be faithful to the call and to really plan churches. We have at present other two church plans uh, around the city. Um, our team is a good team. Pray that we will continue to work in unity and love, and we will not give any ground to Satan, um, mm -hmm. and we will finish well our job here. Thank you, Serene. I really appreciate that. And uh, what an investment, you know, we want to thank our donors. We want to thank for all the people that pray for heart cry. Um, their labor obviously is not in vain. The investments are really coming back abundant and uh, in the way the fruit is being produced. So yes, I would brother. like to just take the time to, to say thank you to, to all of you. Uh, you are behind us with praying for us and with supporting us. Um, Harpa has a unique way of dealing with the missionaries. Yes. It's always that, that uh, preoccupation of uh, uh, the decent level of life so yeah. that we can invest all we can for the Lord. And we've been blessed immensely. Uh, to work in connection with Harkwai. And thank you to all of you for praying and supporting 
the missions in Eastern Europe. Well, thank you, Serene. We thank the Lord for what he's doing through you. And once again, thank uh, everyone that tuned in today to listen to Missions Monday. Uh, it's been a real joy to, to interview Serene Pradhan. And we love you, Serene. And we'll continue to pray, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Updates from the Field. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about Heartcry Missionary Society.